Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, 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 and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to repair connection, because if you are an imperfect person like me, <laughs> you're going to need it, because let's just be honest, I mess up too. I have been doing these strategies for years daily with my own kids as well as clients and I'm still not perfect at it and I don't ever assume that I will be because that's not realistic. But the one thing that I really truly love about this style of parenting is that you aren't expected to be perfect and when you're not, there is a way to repair connection and I think that's really important because when you are triggered, because I know that's something so many people struggle with, and I feel like I have worked through a lot of my triggers. I've learned to manage my triggers in a much healthier way, um, but I know a lot of people aren't there yet just based on the feedback that I receive. And so I know you are probably being triggered, and you probably also don't like the response when you are triggered, but you're not quite sure what to do. So if that's you... I would love to help you. I have a 30-day program if you just want to focus on triggers that we can do that. But in the meantime, repairing connection is also important. So I'm going to give you five steps or tips um, into repairing connection with your child when you've lost it. And this came to mind because this was my day. Like this morning was incredibly, when I'm recording it, Um, just was incredibly tough and lots of fighting between my kids. We were trying to go out to a play date and so we were trying to get packed up and get things done around the house and it was like every time I would get in the middle of doing something, there would be a fight and it was like, do you realize if you would just either stay away from each other or like play together, we could probably be out the door by now. And to be honest, I yelled. I mean... I, it was difficult and especially being, I just, I I find also that being this pregnant, (laughs) just, I just don't have the capacity that I have otherwise. And that's difficult for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not like, oh, I yelled and okay, whatever people yell, you know, like it does really bother me. Um, So I wanted to kind of walk you through my process of what I do to make sure that I'm focusing on repairing that connection because connection is going to be broken. It happens in all human relationships. And this could be something that you take into other relationships as well. It doesn't necessarily just have to be parenting. So the first one is taking a break. If you have lost your cool and you are recognizing that you are struggling, 
it's imperative you take a break. <laughs> Your it's it's amazing to me that when I am like at my breaking point, so often I'll be like, okay, I just I need to I need to like go and be alone for a minute. And a lot of times my kids just want to follow me. But when I have been triggered to the point where I get really upset and yell, I'm not a yeller. So I think my kids recognize like, okay, she's serious. And I just kind of go off my own. They literally have never played better together. (laughs) Does that happen to you too? So whatever you need to do to take a break. And maybe that looks like you have to turn on a show, you know? There's no judgment. Like sometimes we just need to do what we need to do in order to get a break for ourselves, to take some deep breaths, to do whatever. Maybe you need to journal something out. Maybe you need to make a phone call and share what's going on. Maybe you need to read a part of your Bible or go through memory verse or something. Pray. So I literally just went into my room laid in my bed, faced away from the door. And my youngest came in and was like, I need some water or something like that. And I was like, go get your water bottle in your bed. And, you know, I'll come out in a minute. And he did. And I could hear him and his older brother playing very nicely together, which they had not done all morning. And I think if we don't take the break, it just gets worse and worse, right? And then we continue to shame. We continue to do things we don't want to do. And it just makes it makes it all worse. So take the break, figure out how to take, maybe you need to lock your door. (laughs) I don't know. Just figure out how you can take that little break that you need. Number two, humble yourself and apologize. (laughs) It is very humbling to have to apologize to your kids, right? To apologize to anyone for that matter. But it is such a good practice for, you know, both you to repair the connection, but also for your child to see okay, she's a human. She's not perfect. I'm not perfect either. And when she realizes mom, you know, when mom or dad realize that they did something that they shouldn't have, they apologize. And it's a great model for your child. And sometimes I think we feel like we have to be perfectly calm and happy and kind and patient all the time. But really, I think sometimes it's almost better that we're not because it shows our kids that they don't have to be that way either. You know, they don't need to grow up thinking like, okay, well, I'm not perfect enough, <laughs> you know, or I'm not I'm not good enough with being patient or being kind because I lost my patience. They're seeing a real life model of what it looks like to recognize you're not perfect and the error in your way and apologize for it. And one of the things that we are talking a lot about right now because it came up in our church um, sermon series is to like anger is not bad but we have to be careful that anger doesn't lead us to sin and I think a lot of us can probably say that most often our anger is leading us to sin. And to really, like, so when I apologized to my kids, I said, you know, we can be angry, but we're not supposed to sin in our anger. And that's what I did, right? I yelled. That's sinning in my anger. And so just talking through some of these things and helping them realize you're a person too, but that doesn't make it, you know, 
okay, we still have to make amends, seek forgiveness, humble ourselves. That's also an important step. Then number three, really reflect and recognize how difficult it was for you to have those strong feelings, to get triggered, to have the response that you did. And then how much of a struggle it was for you to say the words, I'm sorry, and make those amends. And now imagine how difficult that is for your young child. I see this, I don't know if you'd call it a meme, but like, you know, this quote that goes around every now and then that basically says, you know, how we often expect so much more of our kids than we do of ourselves in terms of regulation. Like we expect them not to have cranky days or off days when we do. We just have such a heightened expectation for them. And I think it's just because, you know, we're in charge of them. No one's really in charge of us anymore, right? Like our parents were old enough. They, they're they not telling us what to do and that sort of thing. But we are in charge of our kids and we want them to turn out well. We want them to listen and be respectful. But I think we need to take a step back and remember, reflect on our perspective of that situation. How difficult did that feel? Because I know for me, and I do this in the moment, which is very convicting, (laughs) but I'm thinking, you know, with this, like, I just, I just want to yell so badly right now. I'm so frustrated and I'm so upset about this. And yet, how difficult must it be for my three-year-old, my six-year-old child when they have these feelings and responses? And what am I responding with in those instances? Number four, hold extra space for listening sessions as your child might really honestly need to process the hurt feelings that they have from your reaction. And this isn't to be shameful, but it's to recognize that, you know, when we say something hurtful, when we do something hurtful in any relationship, often we are hurting the other person's feelings. And so if you hurt your friend's feelings, you would apologize and you would allow them to communicate with you how it hurt their feelings, and you wouldn't just ignore that, right? I, I would hope. So we need to kind of think the same way for our kids. If we hurt their feelings because of our dysregulation, because of being triggered, then it will be really helpful for them if we can hold space to have a listening session so that they can process through how they felt hurt, how they didn't maybe feel safe, or how they didn't feel understood, or the disconnection that they felt because this is going to allow them to heal those wounds instead of continue to carry them with them and for it to become this cycle that continues to happen without acknowledgement that will breed other issues, right? Like that I'm not good enough or I can't share my feelings because this is what happens when I do. And then they will start to pull back and, and stop sharing those things. And so really making sure that you're holding space for some of those feelings, um, even if that feels hard to you. And then number five, don't let the shame weigh you down. I think it's so easy to feel shameful when we lose our cool. I know I, I did. 
I hated that I did it. I didn't like it in the moment, but as I was kind of coming out of it, I didn't like it even more. And it's not like I did, you know, anything major, but I yelled and that's not, that's not my, that's not how I generally respond. And yeah, I just felt bad. And so I think that we can take the feelings that we have from our responses and feel really shameful about them and then continue to let them weigh us down. And when you do that, it's not only impacting you, but it's impacting your child, right? Because you're probably acting different. You know, you're probably maybe responding differently or you're less engaged. And once you have apologized and you've spent some time, you know, talking, working through it, move on. Just move on. It doesn't mean that if you recognize, you know, if you recognize this as a pattern in yourself, then I would say, please check out my 30-day Tame Your Triggers um, uh, program. I was going to say course. (laughs) It's not a course yet. Um, It's just a coaching program. Not just. It's a coaching program. And it's a very transformative one. And I help walk you through how to actually learn to manage your triggers so that you're not stuck in this cycle. Because although it's great we can repair connection, we don't want to be just repeating the same yelling repair, yelling repair, yelling repair. We want to be creating more space between those instances when we are actually being triggered and losing our cool than to just like continue the pattern over and over. Because that is going to create challenges. Um, That's going to create patterning in your child that you don't want. So... I really want to encourage you not to let the shame weigh you down, but at the same time, don't ignore if this is a consistent pattern for you because that's something that you can definitely do something about and to not just let it continue going on because, like I said, it will create patterning in your child that you aren't, you know, wanting. Um, And so if you don't, feel like you know how to kind of work through it and move on and allow yourself to have feelings in a healthy way, you probably have things that you have been patterned by, ways that people have responded to you that you need to work through. And that's exactly what we do in the 30-day Tame Your Triggers one-on-one coaching. So if that feels like something you need, I would highly encourage you to you know go in the show notes, check out the link with the I have a link that has all the details for that program among the other two that I offer and if you're just like I just have questions or I just want to see what this would look like then either send me a message or let's jump on a call and I can go through all of that with you and then you can determine if it's something that you feel like you do truly need and um you know have time to figure out if it's something that you're ready to put the work in because I can tell you it's not it's not easy it's simple it's not easy but it is so 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 worth it I mentioned in another podcast that you know when I got into this behavior stuff I got into it because I was thinking I wanted to fix my child's behavior 
And what I came to find is that it's so much more than fixing your child's behavior. It's actually fixing the way you come to your child's behavior that makes all the difference. Yes, there are strategies that you can absolutely implement to help your child. And I can also share those with you. (laughs) But if we can't come to the behavior with the ability to manage our triggers a majority of the time, then it is going to greatly impact their behavior, your relationship, their mental health. And so it is it is a priority. So don't let the shame keep you down, but also recognize if this is a pattern, this is something that needs to be taken care of. And there's no use waiting. Why would you want to feel this way longer when you don't need to? So if that's you, let's chat. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.